Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. This is Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. And guess what? It's Dottie Herman again, and welcome to I Am Real Estate. And as I always tell you, real estate is the universal language. I don't care who you are, what you make, whether you rent, whether you buy a $20 million house, whether you, no matter what, everyone wants to know about real estate. Um, This week, we have a great show for you. Uh, We have, uh, on in a few minutes, Paul Brennan, who is of the Hamptons, and uh, I'll tell you a little story about him when we get to him, but he really knows everything about the Hamptons. He's one of the few people that actually grew up in the Hamptons and <laughs> watched it grow from when he was a little boy. I won't tell you how old he is now, but he's been doing it his whole life and probably one of the best brokers that I know in the Hamptons. I don't say that to say it. That's who I would go to when I need any questions. And then um, after that, we'll be joined by Esther Mueller who is the owner of um, the ACE Academy for Continuing Education, and she's going to discuss what it takes to get into the real estate market. And she's going to talk a little about real estate in Israel. There's a lot going on there, and she spends a lot of time there. Um, but on top of that, Esther is a real entrepreneur. She's been in 50 million businesses since I know her, but she's always been in real estate, and she invests and has a ton of investments in real estate. So she'll talk a little about that. And then um, at 11.30, we will be joined by recent Tony Winner, and she is the third time. She won 13 to- awards in theater, and she just won the recent Tony, uh, Wendy Sediman, who's a good friend of mine, and she's an icon in, the, in Broadway, and she's going to tell you what shows you should see. So if you have any questions, you can call us at 866-970-9622. Or you can uh, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or LinkedIn at DottieHerman.com. And, of course, I do a nice newsletter that you don't want to miss um, if you visit www.DottieHerman.com. And, of course, we'd love to hear from you, so you can give us a ring at 866-970-9622. Now that I've said that whole thing, good morning, Paul. How are you? Good morning, Dottie. Um, Scott Paul, I have to go back on how I met you because, as I said in the beginning of the show, you are, in my opinion, the king of the brokers in the Hamptons. There's no one better. There's no one that knows more. And when I started out in the Hamptons, um, I don't want to say how many years ago because it will age me too much, but when I started out in the Hamptons, 
uh, they boycotted me, and they said, you know, oh, listen, you can't get in the Maidstone. I mean, it's not like that now, but that's how it was then. And you can't get in the Maidstone, so therefore we're not even Cobra. And there was no MLS at the time in the Hamptons. So um, I had no Cobrokes. So when you have no Cobrokes and no listings, it is hard to recruit anyone because you have to say, well, I have no listings and no brokers will co-broke anything with me. So I only could go after brand new people who didn't know any better. But I gave them a promise. I said, if you come with me, even though we have no listings and no co-brokes, I'll teach you. And I'll teach you. I did. And um, we somehow uh, kind of did it a little weird. Like I said, put signs all over. We put signs all over the place. And we... Um, we called everybody. We just kept on calling and calling and calling and calling. And um, then I heard that there was a Paul Brennan, who was the top producer in the Hamptons at the time, and still, I think, is one of the tops. Uh, and I said, well, I so need him. So I took the liberty of calling him. And, of course, you know, why do you want to come to me? I have nobody good. But I worked on him. We are best of friends. And God, if it wasn't for Paul, he really helped me build the Hamptons. Um, once he came, he was an icon, and the rest is history. So that's my oh, you're story. very flattering. But it's true. It's true. And we were best of friends, and I really couldn't have done it without you. And not only that, you know, not only housing, but he knows all the zoning. You know, anytime I, I had a, you know, can something be subdivided, the zoning, anything like that, um, the queen, you know, the, they, they put money into the uh, keeping the Hamptons so it doesn't look like the suburbs. That's, do you still do that with the clean air and all that the CPF, stuff? Yeah. You know, Donnie, you're talking about the Community Preservation Fund. That, you know, uh, that started 25 years ago. We started that, and it's, it's made $2 billion. Billion. Could you tell everybody what that is exactly? I mean, I know what it is, but would you tell everyone? Because it's such a great idea. Well, back many years ago, uh, it came out of Nantucket, actually. They brought uh, uh, the idea of uh, every transaction that happened. Well, it rose out of the fact that the conservationists could not keep up with the developers. The developers were coming out and they were buying land up. And uh, even though we wanted to try to keep the character of the community and the open spaces, uh, it was a very difficult um, uh, competitive market, and and the we just couldn't couldn't compete with the uh, it wasn't a uh, it wasn't a money stream that we could compete with the developers. So they brought this idea over, which was quite interesting, where that uh, on every transaction, 2%, uh, every real estate transaction, 2% of that, in addition to, is paid into a fund called the Community Preservation Fund. And that then gave us the uh, stream uh, or the money to compete with the developers. And we've saved probably in 25 years, we've saved pretty much over... I guess about over ten, twelve thousand acres of open space, and um, it's raised as a result two billion dollars. Yeah, and that's wonderful. And if you if you have to understand that if 
they didn't do that, and 2% of the sales go to that. And I'm not knocking Queens. I think Queens is great, and I uh, love it, but that's how crowded it would be. And to keep the Hamptons looking the way the Hamptons is and not to look like the suburbs of Nassau or Suffolk, not that they're bad, but the Hamptons has a certain look and that's why you have to pay into that preservation fund. And now they made two two million. What did you say? How much? Two million. Billion. Two billion dollars. And they've kept the flavor of the Hamptons. Oh, you know. So there's open because they buy space and they buy land, and then you can't build on it. So this way, that space is right. So I think that's like. I, I wouldn't know what the Hamptons would look like. I, it would definitely not look the same if that hadn't. So, and Paul's really been on that since I know him. So, yeah, um, we started it back when the, to get the realtors involved. Um, and thanks to you, Dotheim, you allowed me to be involved with it. And uh, that, uh, you know, it's really I think made a huge difference in the in maintaining the uh, quality and the character of uh, the community. And it's um, it, it has been a blessing in disguise. No one, no one, in their wildest imagination, uh, thought that it would generate the kind of income that it has. But uh, it has really been a, a blessing for the community out here. And as you said, you know, this, the East End, the five East End towns, is where it was. If we didn't have that, um, you know, uh, the urban sprawl would have come out, and we would have had no. Um, uh, country, in quotes, uh, left. So the fact that we've managed to preserve as much as we have is a benefit to everybody who lives either in New York City or Queens or Nassau. So, um, as they go there so they can get away and they can have that open space. So when yeah. you're paying that 2%, never complain about it. It's worth everything. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so i got to ask you some questions I have to ask. So, okay, so... Obviously, at the pandemic, I mean, let's face it, everybody was fleeing the city because the city, you know, the density there, and we were hit pretty bad. New York City was pretty bad. So everybody came out from the Hamptons and to the Hamptons from all over and uh, were bidding wars. If you didn't have all cash, I don't think they even heard you. Um, and people got, people bid way over ask price, and the, the prices were really crazy. So, how has the real estate market in the Hamptons changed since the – well, we still have the pandemic because I was just at a board meeting for Delphi and five people had it. I just went to doctor the emergency center in Hamptons to see if I had COVID yesterday, but thank goodness I don't. Um, and he said yeah. it's going around again. But there are pills for it now, so no one's going to get that sick. But what – How's the market now? Because I don't like to compare anything to the pandemic because it was an unreal time, you know. So it's like when they say, "Well, prices are down." Down from the pandemic, that's kind of a once in a lifetime, hopefully, time. And I wouldn't count those prices. I like to use like 2019, like right before the pandemic, as a barometer. But what what is the Hamptons like now, price wise? Well, as, as you said, Dottie, it, uh, you know, the pandemic was an exceptional time. No one really understood it, what was going to happen. And uh, as you said, it was, a, it was a real boom that happened for the couple of years that 
uh, it was the the pandemic was here in full swing, and uh, I just got over COVID myself uh, last week, so it's, it's, it is still around. But the mar- real estate market um, is in a transition. Everybody considers the pandemic not here anymore, um, and um, as a result, the market uh, and the really the I think primarily. Um, the accentuation of the um, Fed and the interest rates of keep pounding, 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 pounding to uh, keep uh, inflation down has really people are starting to it, it eased off. Uh, it, it was there was still money around for the past say six months after the pandemic, but now it's really begun to slow up. And which is not unusual for the Hamptons because it's usually things go shoot up very quickly and then they level off. They shoot up quickly and then they level off. You're in season now, so if you were buying a house, you would have wanted to buy it already so that you're in there now. You know, you don't, you know, you want to be there for the summer. And if you had missed that, then you probably wait. I think the Hamptons busy season is right after all the rentals are over, like in September or something in there. But let me ask you this. You say interest rates, and I say this. Yes, I think they're, uh, well, let's go back to the pandemic. They were two and a half, three percent, which, again, in my lifetime, I've never heard of that number. So it was a once-time, lifetime thing. It was not anything that I've ever heard of in all the years I've been in real estate. So I don't want to use those numbers. I will tell you that the average interest rate, oh, like, Historically, is seven and a half. I paid, I think, fifteen percent when I bought my first house. Yeah, so I remember like, those days. But they're not high. But if you're comparing them to the three percent, yes. But that was, you know, that was just. But I think, I think, Dottie, it's psychological more than it is money. It's not that the money's not out here. It's not that the money's there, but they just don't want to pull the trigger because of the psychological effect that uh, it's had. Uh, You know, they were spending money hand over fist, and now uh, with interest rates going up uh, ten ten times in one year, uh, everybody's beginning to get a little shaky. Well, you think they're going to slow that up? I think think that they're going to. Absolutely. Yeah, I think they might even. I don't want to predict, because remember, any predictions you hear are just predictions. Uh, but it looks like I think inflation. by the end of the year, I think by the end of the year, you're going to see things begin to swing up. the The real question I have for you is, what are they going to do in the city with all of the uh, uh, office space? Well, that unfortunately is a bad. That's the biggest problem because, I mean, as far as the city goes. Um, as we were talking, you know, the shift in how people live. Dropped in 22, and uh, since then the the median price has fallen from 710, I think, in July to about 650. Um, but it's really coming back, but coming back differently than I remember it. Um, it's different, uh-huh. but I guess everything changes. Uh, so they didn't see, of course, the boom that the Hamptons did because everybody was fleeing there. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. it's come back. You know, it's come a long way. The traffic, I can tell you, is worse than I've ever seen it in my life. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. only guessing that people don't want to take transit that much anymore. Everyone's driving. Uh, I think they're going to put a congestion tax in like they do in London uh, because there's just no room for anything. 
but they didn't see the appreciation that, you know, if you sold during the pandemic, you had to take a big hit. And I just spoke to friends last night who said, yes, we just took a hit. Um, but it's come back. It's come a far way from where it was. And it's busy. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a lot of younger people are coming back, you know, like people that maybe were priced out. But yes. as far as rents go, the rents are the highest in the country still. So, Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Uh, the, the the interesting thing about uh, 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 the rents here is that everybody bought houses, and I think they expected them to rent, but that didn't happen this summer because I think everybody, in a reaction to uh, being locked up for a couple of years, all traveled. I mean, so. I have my friends who are in France, so they went to Italy, you know, yeah. because I think exactly that. And if they did rent, maybe they only rented a month. And went like That's you correct. know they were locked yeah so so I think the rentals are off but but also again you know we're going back there was not many rental houses at one time I mean but they built up the north part of you know of, of the Hamptons a lot and yeah. so they, they you know that happened when in 2000 and I don't know a while back and so there's oh, a lot the more Atlantic Golf Course yeah. The, but the but the point is, Tati, I think that if if the market behaves anything like it has historically, now is the time to buy because it is the low. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, uh, I, uh, I've been looking for an investment property. When the agents uh, tell me about something, they tell me about something that's $20 million, which, you know, I'm not looking for. Uh, but the point is, I, you know, I think it is a great time to buy. Mm-hmm. I think that if you're looking, and again, you know, the summer is sometimes more difficult because sometimes the renters are not as likely to show it, but it is a perfect time to buy. And let me say this. I bought my house, God knows I'm dating myself, so many years ago, and I was qualified. They said I could borrow 400000 That was it. So I looked north of the highway, and then I saw this house south of the highway, and I said, I want it. Seven hundred. 50000 though, and I didn't qualify. However, in those days, you could get a mortgage if you could breathe. So they said to me, Dottie, you want the house? And I said, well, yeah, I do, but I don't qualify. They go, well, if you want the house, it's yours. And that I, I think I closed and got a mortgage in less than a month. And I had figured out that I could probably rent it in those days at like $40,000 if I couldn't afford it. It was the best investment that I ever made. And I always say to people, hey, if you played Monopoly, what were the properties you wanted? Boardwalk and Park Place. And the Hamptons. And I do think that it doesn't have to be a $20 million house. Because, you know, what makes the papers are $20 million houses. And, of course, we have our share of that. And I think someone, I think the most expensive house was $250 million, something like that. Um, but I think that even if you buy a small investment house, it doesn't have to be millions of dollars. Um, I, I, and, there, and they are. There are more, more inventories coming on now. Yeah, that was the problem. I know we have a break. We'll be right back at this break where we continue talking about the Hamptons and the North Fork.
Tapestry has an opening for a director, technical product manager, and global platforming in New York City, New York. The position will be a senior member of the product team, responsible for leading a team of two product managers to ensure the successful execution of Tapestry's global digital platform alignment and consolidation. Salary from $138,590 to $214,000. Please email resumes to talentrecruiter at coach.com. Time is running out to join us in Israel this fall. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com and sign up today. Dennis Prager and I are headed back to Israel in October with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to stand with Israel. We'll visit amazing places in the Holy Land designed to encourage and captivate you at every turn. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com and sign up today. In Israel, we'll explore some of the most fascinating sites from religious and political history. We'll walk the streets of Jerusalem, tracing back the steps of Jesus and his disciples. Float in the Dead Sea with all its healing and rejuvenating effects and visit the Western Wall, a spiritual experience you will always remember fondly. Our expert guides will help explain the significance of each and every site, and our food and accommodations are specifically designed with you in mind. No other trip will be like the Stand With Israel Tour. Sign up today to travel with Dennis and me this October. Call 855-565-5519, 855-565-5519, or visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. I'm super excited about the conversation I just had with Alex Kinsella over at Route 22 Toyota. He was catching me up on the landscape of the automotive industry, and I got to tell you, he really seems to have it figured out. Alex and his entire team over at Route 22 Toyota in Hillside, New Jersey, makes the entire car shopping experience easy. He let me know that while inventory levels are far from perfect, they finally got a nice selection of new cars over at Route 22 Toyota, including RAV4 and Highlanders. Plus, they're holding inventory for local New Jersey residents versus selling them to people calling from out of state. Call Route 22 Toyota at 973-705-8905 and let the team show you one of the area's largest selections of new Toyota vehicles. And be sure to check out their huge selection of pre-owned and Toyota certified used vehicles while you're there. That's 973-705-8905. And remember to tell them that Joe Piscopo sent you. The number one movie on SalemNow.com. Execution scheduled for 11 p.m. He's trying to convince us he's gone insane. I'm a demon. Here's what Kirk, Tatum, and Prager say about Nefarious. In modern Dave screw tape letters, teenagers especially should see it. It makes you think about the true nature of evil and scares the heavens right into you. It is a fascinating movie. It's absolutely gripping. Nefarious. Rated R. Watch it now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, it's Joe Piscopo for Perillo Tours. Did I tell you I'm going to Rome and Sicily this year with my friend Steve Perillo? Hey, you want to go? It's simple. You just call 800-431-1550 and say, I want to go to Apollonia's hometown with Joey. Make it happen, baby. How does that sound? Rome, three nights, including a special intimate performance by yours truly. Then we fly directly to Sicily, visiting Catania, Taormina, Palermo, some medieval towns like Savoca and Forza d'Agro in Messina. Why? Because we're going to visit some iconic sites from famous godfather scenes how cool is that can't leave sicily until you have a wine tasting in the shadow of mount etna we will do that too then on to palermo for three more nights call perillo tours at 800-431-1515 800-431-1515 or visit please perillotours.com listen to am 970 the answer on alexa tune in iheart or odyssey.com Continuing with Ion Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Ion Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. 
We're back, and I'm having a conversation with uh, one of the top brokers, if not the top, in the Hamptons. And we're talking about second home markets, prices. Paul asked me right before the break, you know, what's going on with the office space in the city. Well, the city's, you know, getting back, but it's not where it was, but it's come back. It's, it, in, in general, prices are maintaining and are not sitting on the market very long. Um, and we're seeing bidding, bidding wars if, if things are priced right. Uh, however, the rental, the office building is, from everything that I read and uh, see, is going to, you know, I, I don't know what they're going to do because to rezone that is, um, is really hard. You know, I thought at first, oh, maybe they could just rezone it. But it's hard to rezone for residential, like the office building. So I don't. I think that's going to have a long way uh, to go. But as far the re- as the, the market- reason I asked that, Dottie, the reason I asked that though is because uh, we were, as we were discussing uh, before the show, the um, people who have bought out here are spending more time in the Hamptons, uh, in the houses that they've bought, uh, and spending less time in the city uh, on business days. So they, uh, it seems that they go in on a Monday and then come out on a Thursday. Seems to be the um, the new. Well, that's why I think if you're smart, and again, I'm giving you a prediction. I think you would agree with me. With time that people have, and no one's, I don't think it's ever going to go back to five days a week unless you have a job that you have to be there, like a teacher or something. Um, people have more time to spend in second homes, and mm-hmm. so they can really enjoy it more. And so I think that they'll. You know, I think that second homes will even grow it's bigger. And, when you know, when you hear second homes, you right away think they have to be $20 million, and they really don't. You know, there's, I mean, what's an average for home there now? Like, you know, just for a regular, well, again, it depends on what Hamptons you're in. But uh, in North, I just sold one in North Sea the other day for 825000 so. Yeah. So I think that people sometimes have the wrong impression that they can't afford that. Um, and I really do think that the Hamptons is a great investment, and I think it will even get better because of the fact that people can spend more time there, and that's what they're doing. Um, Mm -hmm. But let me ask you something else. Is there any Hamptons that you would consider the hottest part of the Hamptons? Well, the the, the two, uh, Hampton Bays has really come into its own, believe it or not. Um, Oh, I do I should have bought them there. I knew. Yeah, that's really that's really gotten hot. Uh, Amagansett has gotten very hot uh, lately, um, and I would say the next. I keep I, every time we have this conversation, I keep telling you North Sea is going to be the place that's going to really uh, uh, bust out one of these days. I think so. I think so uh, because it's the last holdout. Close hold to out. the city. Yeah, it's close to the city. Uh, it's just a, and it's easy to get to. You can get around the Hamptons from there, and it's. Uh, I think it's. They're smaller houses. They're not the big mega mansions, but uh, all of those are going to be bought and uh, developed. And what? And what, what? What can you get a house there for now? Around like an average. Uh, I, I would say anywhere from seven fifty to a million one is the uh, is the sort of smaller houses there. Yeah. So, and what is your prognosis for 23? The rest of 23, um, 
pretty much the same. You know, I think you I said think it, I, I'm, I'm optimistic. I think that, you know, we go through these psychological swings all the time. You know, as you, as we mentioned, the pandemic was one, and now we're, we're sort of we're in the hangover phase of uh, of the pandemic uh, economically, and then it, we're going to begin to shift out of it. I think in the next few months, hope by hopefully by the end of the year. Yeah, and I guess people don't realize when everyone's buying. I'm not saying you shouldn't buy because you can't time you can't time buying a home, but if you really want to look, now's the time to look. Now is the time. I mean, I couldn't stress that more. Uh, no. You know, you, but you see, people are, a lot of people have a herd mentality. So when everyone's buying, that's when they're buying. And right. usually right. you can get a better deal when everyone's, you know, and it's not that the market's not moving at all. But how's no, now, there are there are things happening. How's the commercial real estate doing out there now? I mean, commercial, I commercial now. That's if that's a telltale sign. Uh, commercial real estate is really uh, it used to be very sort of slow and and not not very much happening at all. But uh, it it is really gone off the charts in the past uh, five years, uh, and and especially uh, this year. It's really. Because of the zoning, you know, the zoning is very limited in terms of uh, commercial ventures. So um, everybody seems to be buying it up like crazy. Yeah, and let me say this: I do a lot of my shopping. Most of it, I never do it in the city. It's too cumbersome. It's so much easier out here. <laughs> it's yeah. easy, yeah. Um, and they have the best stores, and you know, they have all different price range stores, and um, I think it's just, uh, plus it's. Very personal. Uh, so now I'm, I'm gonna. I don't have to even ask this question because I know, uh, you know, new construction is really hot. Like people like new, right? It still is the big winner in terms of sales. If it's new and it's ready to go, uh, that's what people are buying most of. Yes. So what would your advice be if somebody was thinking of selling their home in the Hamptons? And let's just say they had a 30-year-old home that they had updated somewhat. Um, is it worth, you know, just, you know, is it, are there certain things that you would recommend to do before you sell it? Well, always, you know, the, the declutter and the fresh coat of paint is sort of the, uh, the best thing. But I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't go overboard in terms of uh, trying to make it new uh, and uh, unless you're going to do a total renovation um, because let the let the next person come in and do that but but obviously the 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 normal things of uh, declutter paint job anything that needs to be fixed yes that that should be done and what about the north fork the north fork is like booming i mean it's that's incredible i mean that's I what what surprises me most about the North Fork is the commercial ventures that people are going into out there. There's a new new different type of business um, happening on the North Fork that you don't get on the South Fork. Many more wineries, many more sort of a, um, interesting businesses that people are opening up, like chocolate shops and these all these kind of things that are. Uh, specialty shops, I should say, uh, but there's one after the other going on in, in, 
in uh, North Fork. So it's it's very interesting. Yeah, and, I and the restaurants. That, yeah, for so many years people said, oh, the North Fork is going to come up, it's going to come up, and it didn't. And I think it's finally, you know, really. It's finally, yeah. Finally, yeah. Yes, yes. I think there's yeah, hotels right. now. I think they built some more hotels. And, I, and it's. Yes. It's, uh, it's different. And, and, it's for, and it's good if you're a boater, like if you like boating. And right. if you want right. you know, if you want a little peace. <laughs> because, yeah, yeah. Um, the Hamptons is uh, the Hamptons, but I love the energy of it, and uh, I think it's uh, a great investment. Now, do you have any predictions on twenty four? I think I think twenty four is going to be a very good year because I think uh, you know the 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 hangover will be over, and um, the the the. Uh, Things will be much more positive economically, uh, from my my thinking anyway. I'm I'm no ec- economist, but it would seem to me just from a psychological standpoint, people don't sit on their money for too long. They'll you know they'll they won't spend it for a while, and then all of a sudden, uh, everybody starts thinking, well, there's no sense of holding on. I'm, what am I sitting on it for? I might as well invest it. And I think that that reinvestment will begin to happen in 24. Yeah, and real estate, if you, as long as you keep it um, and you don't think, you know, you don't try to flip it immediately, um, it's really, I, to me, I'll take real estate any day of the year. Like if you buy right, you don't have to steal it, if you just hold it. Um, yeah. Well, you can use it. I mean, I, I have to tell you, I, the money in the, the stock market drives me crazy because, uh you know, I, I, it goes up and down, and by the time you're done, you're back where you started. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, I know. So I'm, uh, I have a dip. Like if I remember in 2008, when everyone said in the headlines, "With people will not buy real estate, uh, millennials will never buy real estate because they saw their parents lose money." And this is not only in the Hamptons; it was all over. And of yeah. course, the millennials are the biggest buyers now of real estate. They believe in it. So um, if you could just stay on two more minutes. Greg, I just have a few more questions for you, and then I'll let you. I know you have to sell some houses. So stay on. on. I just have a few quick questions, and then I'll let you go do what you do. Okay. Fortress Investment Group, LLC, seeks managing director in NYC to develop new investment ideas based on research and knowledge of market conditions, to analyze investment opportunities, and asset manage existing positions. Requires bachelor's degree or foreign education equivalent in CS, stats, finance, or financial engineering, plus six years of buy or sell side experience in credit fund, investment bank, or valuation 
Education Advisory Firm as a trader, portfolio manager, or investment analyst specializing in RMBS. We'll also accept master's plus four years. Salary range $250,000 to $300,000. To apply, email cover letter and resume to resumes at fortress.com and reference job code MDMN. Again, email cover letter and resume to resumes at fortress.com. Job code MDMN. Hi, folks. It's Arthur Idala of the Power Hour every night here on AM 970 at 6 p.m. We try to bring you a lot of fun, a lot of energy with a lot of facts, a lot of inside scoop from the courtroom and from the streets of the city of New York with our special guests and our regular co-hosts, Sam Bellino, Joni, Alex, and whoever happens to be walking around the office. Tune in weeknights at 6 p.m. Mike Lendell and MyPillow are launching the new MyPillow 2.0 with a special buy one, get one free offer. The MyPillow 2.0 offers a brand new temperature regulating technology that keeps you comfortable throughout the night. The new fabric dissipates heat and humidity to create a cooling sensation to maintain a, a cooler surface temperature. MyPillow knows core body temperature plays a big role in how well you sleep. The new fabric technology helps regulate your body temperature throughout the night by creating a lower surface temperature for a more restful night's sleep. Machine washable and dryable with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee and made in the USA. Just go to the radio listeners page at MyPillow.com, use the promo code AM970 or call 800-651-0798, 800-651-0798. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on the new MyPillow 2.0, 800 651 Seven nine eight. TV news. It's a love-hate relationship. Well, let's be honest. More hate. We agree. That's why we're different. Salem News Channel has assembled the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. Home to Charlie Kirk, Hugh Hewitt, Eric Metaxas, and more. There's finally a place on TV for lovers of freedom like you. Watch anytime on any screen, free 24-7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. They call him the King, World Series hero, Jimmy Leritz. And they call the cop with over 100 years of law enforcement in his family's blue blood, Tommy Setner. Together, they are the king and the cop. Talking about all things cop talk, current events, sports, entertainment, and more. Joined by Robin DeLore, America's favorite Jersey girl. Listen to The King and the Cop, weekdays at noon on AM 970. The answer. Listen to Joe Piscopo in the morning, weekdays at 6. Mike Gallagher at 10 on AM 970. The answer. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman.
There's uh, there's some, and also uh, Springs has actually gotten very busy, though. It's, uh, Springs was always notoriously the, the low end of the market, but uh, even that now has begun to uh, uh, get uh, very busy. But yes, there are there are still things north of the highway that uh, you could go to. Okay, and my last question to, to to date: What is the largest sale that you've made versus the smallest sale to date that you've made? Well, well as I, I mentioned to you, that the mean, largest thus far, largest thus far has been twenty-five million, and the smallest has been eight eight twenty-five. Right. So this man knows everything. Paul, how do people reach you if they want to get in touch with you? They go to your website, or do you want to give us your the information? Your website uh, or phone number is six three one two three five nine six one one. Okay. Say that one more time. Six three one two three five nine six one one. I'm telling you, you can't go wrong with him. He's great. Paul, thanks so much, and I hope to spend some time with you this summer, and because we're also good friends. So I can't I, wait to see you, Dottie. Wait either. Thank we you have for having me on. Too. All right, we'll be back. And now, okay, I have another person who. Well, I know her. My, I think like I know her like in my life. She is um, Esther Mueller. She's the owner of Ace Academy for Continuing Education. Um, she's going to discuss what it takes to get into the real estate market and the real estate market in Israel which she spends a lot of time in, but I call her the ultimate the ultimate entrepreneur because Esther is an entrepreneur. Good morning, Esther. Good morning. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. I haven't spoken to you, but I listen to you every week. I miss you like crazy. I miss your energy. And before we begin, I have to tell everybody the story of how Esther and I met. Um, I bought the company in 2001, which was right after 9-11, which you would think is a crazy time to buy real estate, right after 9-11, but that's what I did. And uh, we had a power shortage, like within the first week I was there, when everything went out. And, of course, because 9-11 had just happened, people weren't sure if it was a terrorist attack again because we were expecting a second one. And uh, so I'm... Grabbing all the people out of the office, and I'm trying to, you know, get everyone out, and we're walking, and all of a sudden, this woman comes running out to me. She goes, Dottie Herman, Dottie Herman, I couldn't wait to meet you. We're going to take this to the moon. Do you remember that? Do I remember that? Absolutely. And you did. You took it from, you know, Manhattan to Montauk to the moon. Yes. Yes, because there was no company at the time that there were Hampton companies, there were city companies, there were Long Island companies, but no one went from Manhattan to Montauk. And I said, if Robert Moses could build bridges, then we can build a real estate company. And we were the first real estate company that went from Manhattan right into Montauk. Um, But Esther, let me just get some back. Dottie, 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 now that you've mentioned to the moon, I want to make sure that you open up an office in Israel. You must open an office there. Okay, so I was going to go to that second, but since you're talking about it, you 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 know your parents are in Israel. You spend tons of time there. Tell us about what's going on in Israel. 
Well, first of all, my dear parents, and you know, you know, my dear parents, I spent almost two years back and forth during Corona, uh, have passed away, and they're now buried in Jerusalem. So, uh, on the one hand, I, you know, I'm sorry to say it, but because I was in Israel so much, uh, the whole real estate industry changed, Dottie. And this is the amazing part that we've become international. You can now be a real estate agent and practice anywhere in the world and be headquartered in Manhattan. That is so incredible. Say that again now. All right. So get this. Corona created uh, an opportunity for many of the real estate professionals, the real estate agents, the brokers, to stay at home much more. But they needed to make a living, and they needed to continue working. And so it was uh, so incredible that if you put the beautiful photographs and beautiful videos and great factual information on the properties, you would get phone calls from all over the world because people no longer were coming to open houses. Right. And so the industry changed, and you were able to be in Israel, as I was, taking care of my mom and dad. And at the same time, I was able to sell real estate. And we were able to also bring people onto the real estate academy, the school. So online became even more active. My real estate business never has been so fabulous because people just are pre-qualifying the property via photographs, via your communication on the telephone. And if they feel a trust for the agent that they know what they're doing and they like the pictures, and some of the pictures are virtual furnishings, so they're not even the real furniture, they're attracted enough, then they're going to come to see it. So Israel became important in my life even more, even though I'm a born Israeli, because I was able to sell apartments in Manhattan. And one of the developers said to me, gee, if you sell in Manhattan, why don't you also sell in Israel? So I got 10 luxury, high-rise, beautiful buildings in Israel and began to build a bridge between Manhattan and not only Manhattan, but Florida, California, and Israel. Because second homes, as you talked about it, people have thought, well, you know, maybe Florida is not going to be my second home. Maybe I'm going to go to live in Tel Aviv or in uh, Israel in Atania, which is on the beach. It's like the south of France. Or in Portugal or wherever it is, international buying has become one of the second home uh, largest markets. Well, so you're right. And I think second home, yeah, I said it yeah. with yeah. when Paul uh, Brennan was on, I said, you know, with people not having to be in the office all the time, and I don't think it's ever going to go back to, set, you know, the way it was, they have more time to have a second home, and right. it doesn't right. really matter where it is. How is the real estate market, though, in Israel? Like, what's that like, and how is it to buy there? Like, you know, is it like the U.S., or how do you... You know what's amazing? It is, it's like a, a mini Tel Aviv, and Jerusalem is a mini Manhattan. 
It is so amazing. The prices are very much similar. I would almost say in Jerusalem they're higher, and Tel Aviv is also a little bit higher. Uh, but pretty much the the politics and the um, real estate kind of goes side by side. It's like a, a mini child of America, I say. So, yes, right now the, in Israel, it is slowed down because of the interest rates for the same reasons. You know, the interest rates have gone to 6 and 7%, uh, which holds a lot of the younger people uh, back. Cash is still king. So if you've got all cash to buy, you can now get better deals. And what I say to you applies to Manhattan. It applies right here, the same exact formula. So real estate is so beautiful because it's generic. It's almost like it works in the same way. And Israel and New York, you know, there's a tremendous Jewish community in California, New York, Florida. So, you know, Jewish people sometimes as a culture think alike. So well, if somebody was business-oriented. Would they go through, could they call you and you would be able to help them? And because, like, oh, yeah. words, a, because not everybody's familiar, fact. not everyone knows the real estate market in Israel. I know you do. Yes, I do. And now I'm totally representing anyone that's interested to be able to be a concierge service to them. So before they buy, they'll know the what, who, where, when. Uh, that they would need to have the information. And by the way, Israelis are now going to get visa. They don't need a visa to come to America. So you're going to see a lot more Israelis buying right here in the city. Uh, and uh, so that's good news. Right. So what do you think of the city? Like, what do you think, um, you know, you're back and forth in Israel and New York City. You've been doing real estate yeah. in New York City forever and ever and ever. Um, what do you see New York City? Like, how do you see New York City right. today? First of all, yesterday I walked the streets, and as you said, I heard you say, it is full of diversification, different faces, international, local. It is. It's. It's. It looks healthy. The restaurants are impossible to get into. Even the New York Athletic Club, where you're a member. You have to make reservations, and I can't get in. I, right? We belong to it. So I'm going to tell you that having traveled this year to uh, all over the world, I've been to Australia, Germany, France, Israel, because I'm now doing real estate internationally, there is no place like New York City. There's just no place. And I see it in my sales because I don't have – I just bought on a townhouse for eight and a half million dollars, but anything that is priced correctly, that has fabulous photographs, that has copy that is genuine, that's transparent, that's for real, is getting phone calls from all over the world, and people are buying. But they're buying if the price is realistic, and many of the sellers are beginning to listen to their real estate agents, professionals, who know, and say, you know what? I know I bought it five years ago, and it didn't double in price. But today, if you really want to sell, and if you're willing to be realistic about what you sell for, and if you have 
your property looking good, as you know, the broker said, if it if it's fresh, if it's painted, and if it's staged correctly, and if the broker, the agent, most important, I want to say it as a person who owns a real estate school, is trained, has the skills, is giving real real facts and is knowledgeable. I think it's a great profession. There's nothing like it, especially well, since you can now stay step. We're going to talk I'm about sorry, real profession after the break, but do I think that it's a great time to buy in New York City because it's come back, but it's not come back to 2019 prices. Uh, that I, I, you know, it's come back a big amount, and, and, you know, I spent some time in Florida, and I like Florida. However, uh, I said, oh, you know, I was leaving Florida. I said, oh, I'm going back to a different life because Florida was very easy, but, you know, it's a little vanilla, and um, I loved it, but there's no place like New York City. And I always say people, the world can learn a lesson from New York City because, Every race, every nationality, every language, every economic group, every, every, every color, all lives in a vertical city, which is pretty close to each other, and they get along, and it works, and no one is an outcast. I mean, you know, everyone is just accepted, and you do grow from that. I mean, I grew up in the suburbs of Long Island, and I can tell you, when I started working in the city, I grew so much by meeting so many people from all across the country. Um, and the totally. energy, there's no place like it. And there are free concerts. I just hosted a free concert in the park on Wednesday. Um, I, I manage and represent also the uh, Frank Sinatra of Israel. His name is Dudu Fisher. And we travel oh, all over him. the world. What is the Frank Sinatra of Israel? Because I love Frank. As a, as a matter of fact, I will I will offer your listeners the first eighteen number eighteen, which is uh, high, who call you a free ticket to tomorrow's Father's Day matinee concert to celebrate Father's Day and the seventy fifth birthday of Israel. So if they call into your radio show and say Daddy Radio. And the first 18 people, I'll get you 18 free tickets to the concert for tomorrow at 3 o'clock. How's that? Where is the concert? It's at the Heritage Jewish Museum downtown at Battery Park. It's easy to get down there with the subway. Very easy. It's been four. We'll finish up after the break. We'll be right back. Okay. All right. I'll tell you about that wonderful offer she just made. And then we're talking about a career in real estate in her real estate school. You got it. The preceding hour of programming paid for by DTHY Realty Incorporated.